and welcome back to another episode of The Pink Pill. I am your host, Jamie Lynn, and I have a very lovely guest with me today, Miss Heidi Otero. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Heidi, you are like, I, I think you have magic hands, oh, I will say. You. you have magic hands, but you are like, you're very into health and fitness, and you're like a yoga guru. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty impressed by your abs. Like, I don't know if you guys <laughs> can see her like crop top, to but she's like, don't right cover now. them, show them off. Um, but she's got some killer abs, and she definitely makes mine pop out as well. My um, favorite thing to do. Yeah, I, you're really like you really do have magic hands. Thank like, you. Like it's very impressive, like what you can do. So you, um, you also give really good hugs. Oh. Yeah. When you walked in today, I was like, oh, this is such a good hug. Thanks. You know, it's not like a it's not like a wimpy hug. It's like, oh, this is nice. I could feel like I can melt here. Nice. Yeah. Feel free anytime. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those t-shirts where they're just like, I just give free hugs. I right? do. Yeah. Like you'd be perfect for that. Absolutely. So I met you actually when I was getting, um, you do lymphatic drainage massages as well. And that's how we kind of connected. And if you guys have not been to Lymphatic Organic, like, please go check her out because she's absolutely amazing. Um, can you tell people a little bit about what that does and how it how it's really good for your system and health for and sure. wellness? Um, so the lymphatic system is the only system in the body that doesn't have an active pump. Um, and just due to atmospheric things and the world that we live in, we have blockages in our system at all times, right? So uh, the treatment that we do is it's pretty extensive. It's about 75 minutes or 90 minutes, depending. Um, and we help uh, unblock all of the blocked lymph nodes and so that your body can operate at its maximum capacity. I mean, you guys do so much more than that, too, because they have like a hot sauna and mm -hmm. like the wrap, like she will wrap you up like a little tiny sausage. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And like you will just you'll come out like five pounds lighter. I swear to God. And all those things are just like priming yeah. the tissues in the body mm -hmm. for, you know, when my little hands get on getting you. getting wrapped is like my favorite part. Is it? I, it really is. But then when I get out of the sauna, I'm like drenched and I, then I'm just like, oh, my God, please don't touch me because it's like really gross. And I mean, <laughs> I touch people in hot yoga all the time, too. So I guess I'm into hot, sweaty bodies. Man, yoga is really tough mm -hmm. like I've tried it tried it right I, like I'm, I'm pretty flexible <laughs> but like there was this one move like the peacock I think oh yeah that is yeah, it's no. really advanced <laughs> well maybe that was the problem maybe I should have started smaller <laughs> I went straight into peacock and I was yeah. like I was like this is not this is not happening I had to get my I had to get my knees on my elbows or something like your that elbows into your yeah and pelvis. I was like I'm yeah. just gonna fall on my face I'm gonna break my face right now some yeah. of those things are really tough, for sure. It, yeah, yeah, for sure. But it was it, it's very much like a mind over matter thing, mm -hmm. I think. What kind of got you into yoga? So I was a I was a professional dancer in yeah. my my previous life, and um, it got to a point where I was kind of stagnant in my body and was looking for a new way to move because um, I had been a teacher for so long that I could just dictate class from my seat. Mm -hmm. So I was looking to get 
reconnected to my body and I took my first hot class and I was like, this is it, this mm -hmm. is heaven. And so um, I think just overall, that first year that I was practicing, I was going through a lot emotionally and in relationships and, and things like that. And it's often when you find what you need the most, right? Mm -hmm. And my mat was like my sanctuary constantly. Do you feel like it kind of called you? For sure. Mm -hmm. I feel like I had a very similar experience. I was working out at True Fusion like quite mm -hmm. a bit when I was going through like a really tough time like mentally and emotionally. And I... I saw like a Groupon mm -hmm. and I felt really pulled to go and it really became my home for like yeah, the next Those Groupons years. get everyone because that's how I got involved is too that, a Groupon. Well, Groupon knows what they're doing, <laughs> man. Jesus. It's great marketing. Yeah. yeah. No, it really was. And I was just like, man, this is, this is so good. And so I really can like resonate with what you're saying as far as like, I really did feel like it helped heal a part of me. It mm -hmm. wasn't everything, but it helped heal a part of me and it helped me kind of release something. Mm hmm I remember I was so sad when the pandemic happened and we couldn't do those classes anymore. And then when they reopened, I cried. Yeah. Yeah, I got real emotional. I was like, I'm just going to spin class. What is my problem? Well, the community, right? Like just yeah. feeling the the, the energy and, and the just it the community. Felt, it was, it felt important. safe. Yeah, it for felt, sure. It felt like a very safe space. And everybody there was really positive, mm -hmm. which I appreciated. And I feel for the most part, especially when it comes to anything physical like that, where you're like, you're sweating your ass off, yeah. right? And it's not pretty. No. Those <laughs> classes are hard. Yeah, they're super hard, but everybody collectively is there to just connect to that, you know, to themselves and let everything yeah. go on that On that I feel mat. like it's kind of bonding, too, mm -hmm. when you're all going through torture together. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You're just like, we're in this together, guys. And you're like done, you're high-fiving, sweats <laughs> going everywhere. Yeah, for I know. Yeah. Well, I wanted to kind of talk to you a little bit about um, femininity mm -hmm. today because it's definitely like a hot topic. Um, it's something that's really going around, and I think there's a lot of mis, uh, misinformation mm -hmm. about femininity and what that what that kind of looks like. And I wanted to get your thoughts on what what do you think are like feminine traits? What do you think feminine energy is? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, I do think that, like you said, there's a lot of misconception because I think that um, if you're strong and you're confident, if you're um, direct and powerful, those are all considered attributes of masculinity, right? But I think that if you can do it in a way that is still like soft and nurturing and um, femininity comes from that, you know what I mean? So I don't think that they're, again, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I just think that a woman being in her power is femininity. So whether that means that she's a boss ass bitch or that she's super submissive and quiet, whatever is true and authentic to a woman, I think that's femininity. That is such a beautiful way to put that. And I, I can really get behind that. One of the biggest misconceptions I see with femininity is that you can't be a strong woman mm -hmm. because it is associated with the masculine trait. Mm -hmm. But what's a mama bear? Mm -hmm. Mama bear is going to get you. Okay, right. and that's that. That's not masculine energy. That's feminine energy protecting her cubs. Don't even think about lions. Yeah, right? who yeah. does the hunting? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's such a good example. Not the man. It's such a good example. Oh. You know, I think femininity is fierce, and I think the way that a lot of women are being groomed—I will say groomed—because yeah. it, it like groomed to be helpless in a way, groomed to be complicit and compliant, mm -hmm. um, groomed to not challenge. Yes, yeah. or kept right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that those are traits that are uh, very much associated with being feminine. And 
I don't think that that has anything to do with femininity. Yeah, I, I. I think what you said earlier about being strong and gentle is absolutely, it's a balance between the two, right? It's, 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 femininity requires wisdom, okay? Mm -hmm. That's a trait that I never hear people talk about. But you, if you want to be feminine, you need to have wisdom, okay? That means you're wise and you can make good judgments. You're not just defaulting to whatever some dude says. You're able to say, yes, this is good. Yes, no, this doesn't really feel good or authentic to myself and then make an informed decision from there. And you use that wisdom to therefore say, um, this is a time to embrace more strength. This is a time to fall back and be more gentle. It's the wisdom that I think puts you on that continuum of when to use or present with more strength or more gentleness. And to be in flow, right? Oh, yes. Because I think that um, another trait that's very commonly associated with masculinity is linear, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's linear. And Mm -hmm. flow is not linear. Mm -hmm. I think that's also a big strength that women have is the adaptability. Mm -hmm. Versatility, for sure. And so flow is one of the traits that I do hear mentioned with femininity. Mm -hmm. Um, But I never hear it within this kind of context or framework. You also mentioned, you know, boss bitches, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's feminine. Yeah, I so so do too. I think that's absolutely feminine. And you've got – but but it's the way you go about Mm -hmm. it. See, the thing is, is that – it's good for women to be independent because you don't want uh, complete dependence on a person because that influences the person's ability to choose for themselves. Uh-huh. So, and that's not always safe for a woman. And unfortunately, that's something that we have to consider when making these decisions. So and there's no freedom in that. You know, I think that another thing that is super important in independence is just um, having that connection to your own autonomy. Absolutely. Right. Like that's like it's not healthy for somebody to be lost in somebody else. Mm -mm. That's not healthy for you. That's not healthy for the relationship. Mm -hmm. So having that independence, that autonomy, like you're saying, and that sense of self is part of being feminine. Now, with with the, the here's the problem I see with the boss bitch culture is that's pretty much all they're doing is that. And they're not embracing the gentleness or the nurturing or the flow side of things. And I and I think that it can be like that's why I think boss bitch gets such a bad, bad rap. rap. Okay, is because of is because you're seeing well I can take care of myself I can do for myself and they're leading with that trait. Mm-hmm. And I think that that can be unattractive to men if a woman leads with that trait, but she needs to still possess it if that makes sense. Yeah, I do. I mean, I think that as as far as the boss ass bitch in in my experience, because I'm literally surrounded by them like mm-hmm. at all times from from Raina who is the owner of lymphatic organic um and she just had a baby at 40 mm-hmm. like she is the epitome of femininity and, and softness and beauty but knows her business and handles herself as such and has independence and my my other best friend is a social worker and she handles all kinds of of issues at schools and and everybody listens to her and people jump up but the three of us are moms mm-hmm. you know what i mean and all three of us um, have that softer side and can lift other women up and and create this really, I think like you're saying, like that balance in the boss-ass culture where, yeah, we get shit done, but at the same time, we have all of the nurturing aspects and can be soft and, and gentle yeah. and, and lovely with our friends. I, I think that's such a beautiful thing, and I'm, I'm 100% behind that. It's just getting such a bad rap mm-hmm. because... Some women not- don't. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like these are traits that you should have. And these are feminine traits. And that's why I want to start. I want to start recharacterizing these traits Mm -hmm. and and taking some of that power back because 
that is a feminine trait. And quite frankly, healthy men, men that want successful relationships, they want an independent partner. Mm -hmm. You know, the only people that I see that want somebody completely dependent on them are people that tend to be abusive in their relationships, people that need to have the power and control in relationships. Those are those are people that are like, shut up, don't talk. The unhealed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, unhealed or abusive. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, even the like, abusive or unhealed. You, well, you could be both. You, yeah. I mean, anybody that's abusive is definitely unhealed. It's For not sure. always, you know. But I like that's just something that everybody's kind of skirting over is how these things can really go into a really um, negative place. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and they're kind of tiptoeing around. They're tiptoeing around the danger that mm -hmm. that exists with women when they pick and and mm -hmm. that things that they have to consider when engaging with a male partner that men don't always have to think about. Um, well, and that fierce independence that a lot of those women that, that can't access their softer side, that fierce independence is a trauma response in most cases, right? They, they feel like they have to be only that way, only strong. Like they can't access both because of where they've come from. And mm -hmm. I, I tend to think that like people that have less judgment and like have been on both sides of things can access being softer and, and that empathy a whole lot more than the people that are still currently not healed or not actively working towards it. Healing is such an important part of what you're going to attract and mm -hmm. how you see and view relationships. If you if you if you have a level, and I don't think that you need to be perfectly healed like we were talking earlier, mm -hmm. but if, if you have if you really haven't done much work on yourself, then you're just reacting to the world around you. For sure. And then you'll it's very easy to manipulate and control you. Mm -hmm. You know? A, a lot of people, when they haven't healed from their pain, they have threat responses, mm -hmm. which is, you know, your sympathetic nervous system is activated. So it's it's perceiving a threat where there actually isn't one. So somebody could maybe say something that triggers you and you're responding from that place in the past as if that's currently happening. And mm -hmm. people don't really know how to kind of calm their nervous system down. And yeah. it can really get things it can really get things quite messy and mm -hmm. quite problematic if you don't kind of learn to heal that pain part or that pain point 100 percent. yeah have you had to do kind of any healing work to get to where oh you my are gosh, so much yeah 100 percent. what have you done that's been like helpful so i mean i was i was in a, a very long relationship um with my my kids dad and um how long were you guys together um decades okay long time yeah okay decades um and at you know we got together very young in our early 20s you know so um there's a lot of things like you said comes with wisdom right um and when you only have knowledge to a certain extent like I only knew how to be a mom based on what my mom was to me right and um that generation I feel like lost themselves and lived vicariously through their children and mm -hmm. so that's what I knew and so when I became a mom, I lost a lot of that sense of, of self and femininity. And so I gave everything over to my partner. And like you said, I was dependent 100% on him financially. And I took care of everything for everyone in the home, but I was like 100% dependent on him throughout the majority of our relationship. Now, I always worked because I could never not. Mm -hmm. I'm not that kind of person, mm -hmm. but... Um, but I let him take care of all of the bills and I trusted. And, and then, you know, came the time where, where we split and I found myself like, well, n well, now what? 
Mm-hmm. I don't have a savings. I don't have a this. I don't have a that. Like, what am I going to do? And, and um, aside from like just healing my financial like situation, mm-hmm. um, I did. I did therapy. I did Reiki. I did. I went dove back into yoga so hard so that I could like really access like all of the things that I was feeling and experiencing. And I did a ton of talk therapy and all kinds of other things. Like, started living like for myself, making lists of like, what is it that, that I enjoy doing aside from, cause my kids are grown now. My daughter is 20 and my son is 17. Um, and they're like on their own paths. And so not only was I done being a mom and done being a partner, now it's just me. So that transitions, it's difficult. Where do I go? What do I do? What do I like? Who am I now? Right. It's, it's the identity, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's it's such a vulnerable place to be, you know. It it's so hard because women do trust and mm-hmm. and you should. You should trust, right? You shouldn't be walking through relationships like this. Mm-hmm. But you had a foundation to fall back on. Yeah. Right? You had the you had the resiliency and the where, where, wherewithal to create and to create something new and to depend on yourself yeah. and that was that was something really beautiful that you had innately within you that you were able to exercise and utilize when you needed it. Mm-hmm. And those skills are often, I think, underdeveloped mm-hmm. um, in, in a lot of women. Uh, you had to have felt like the rug, w- the rug was ripped out from under you. Oh, for sure. You know, and then and then finding your footing again, like one step at a time. Yeah, that's it. Like. I remember feeling so overwhelmed in so many different like areas and domains because I was also I wasn't just managing like my emotions and my pain, but my kids because they were still also going through it. So it's it was it was it was it was a lot to kind of maneuver with. And then, as I said, just taking it one step at a time, because the only thing that you can actually control is your actions, your reactions what you're doing, right? So I I always take full responsibility 100% of the time. So I know that, you know, no one's perfect, right? And I'm not not removing any blame from his part in it for sure. But I I realized that I gave that power over. So the first step was, all right, well, I got to take this power back because now it's just me. So how do I take my power back? How do I get to know myself all over again? And therapy helped a ton. And my therapist was amazing. And she would give me like so much homework because I'm sassy. And I would fight. <laughs> I'd fight her on it like constantly. And she'd be like, yeah, I need you to journal and make a list. And um, out of that list of these 10 things, I need you to, within the next week, attempt to do three of the things on that list. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it was just things to get to know me, like taking a solo walk or going to have like dinner by myself or um, connecting with some kind of art form that inspires me or talking to girlfriends or going out and, you know, all those things. And and I did all of that for a long time. And so for the first year that we were apart, I did a lot of that and I did a lot of work and I started working out and I started like mm-hmm. diving just deeper into self-care and self-love mm-hmm. and, um, And then the second year, things start to get a little more interesting because now, now I'm good. (laughs) You know, like did he start to come back around? No, when you were good. No, he has more respect. Like he has more respect for me than that. Like he Mm -hmm. knows. You know, Um, we have several conversations, and we 
we were also very best friends, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Decades together. It's hard not to be, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and we have to co-parent. So there's, there's always going to be that foundation of like respect. What was different between like your first kind of year and then the second year? There was still so much pain and anger in the first year. Yeah. So much pain, so much unresolved pain. I mean, there's still pain, obviously. Yeah. You can't spend decades with someone and not. No. But the second year, there was more uh, surrender, more release, more letting go, yeah. more moving forward, right? Yeah. It's, um, there's so much strength in surrender, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, you know, I'm, I'm divorced as well. And I know that, I know that feeling of just your world is this way one day and then it's different another day. And it's so much to, and I was, I was pretty dependent on him as well. Um, I really didn't have uh, much of my own identity developed. I just wanted to be a wife. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not a bad thing, but I really hadn't developed myself much outside of that. I was educated, but as far as like my role and who Jamie was, I, I just was like, I'm his wife, mm -hmm. you know? And so when that uh, relationship shifted just very abruptly, I was like, oh shit, mm -hmm. <laughs> what, what do I do now? It's that question of what do I do now? Yeah. And now the responsibility is all on you. Mm -hmm. Your life is completely up to you. Your success, like your happiness is up to you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I've got to fight. But there's so much, um, I don't know, there's so much inspiration in that. When I like started to realize like, you know what, like, if I want to go on a fucking trip, I'm going to book it. Yeah. I mean, I made the money. I work hard. I book my trip. I go wherever the hell I want to go. I don't have to ask for anybody. Yeah. I don't have to pack anybody else. You know, there are, like, those are the sweet spots yeah. that I tell people about. I was like, it's, it is really painful. And, like, mm -hmm. I would never want to do it again. Mm -hmm. But there are those sweet spots. Like, I remember one of the weird things for me. When he left, I didn't really notice much difference, actually, except I took the trash cans out now. Mm -hmm. That was one of the things I was like, it was it really wasn't adding that much value to my life. Mm. It was just comfort. It was yeah. just familiar. But I remember one of the things that I really started enjoying. I'm a total neat freak. And I was like, oh, when I clean something, it doesn't it get stays. dirty again. Yeah, no. <laughs> that was one for me, too. Like, yeah. I was like, I wake up and my sink is always empty. Yeah. I don't have to pick socks up off the ground. Yeah. I didn't feel like a maid I can anymore. I mess with this. You know? Yeah, yeah for sure. And I, I started to actually, even though it was really um, painful, I started to get more peace in the weirdest way. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, it's it's an excruciating journey, mm -hmm. um, but I think that there's, I, I think that there's beauty in that. It's not always beautiful, but there's beauty in that. And when you go through, the only way to really develop from that is to go through it you can't really yeah. numb yourself from it you can't escape it you've really got to immerse yourself mm -hmm. in it and and when you can do that you really do come out somebody completely different like I look at my I was just thinking about this today and I was like I don't even know who that person was mm. 10 years ago I don't even know her you know because we've developed so much since then my interests are different that like the way I see things is different my relationships with people just a brand new life and mm -hmm. There's something exciting about that, about a new beginning. It's 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 so um, you know. So anybody going through like a breakup or loss, like let these be like words of encouragement, mm -hmm. you know, because it does get better. It does get better. Another thing that I find like so um, 
freeing about like the breakup in general is that I don't, you know, relationships take work, right? Mm -hmm. They take a lot of work, whether even if they're even if they're healthy, they still take work and compromise because you're relating to another human being. Mm -hmm. But when you're single, you don't have to make compromise. It's true. You don't. <laughs> There's no compromise to be made. Like if I, I do what I want, when I want, how I want. And I don't have to compromise my wants, my needs, or my desires. And there's there's something really, really freeing in that. Yeah, you're not beholden to anybody. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of freedom in that. And I think, like, when you can be really authentic and there's, like, a fearlessness attached to that, mm -hmm. it, you're much able to, like, align with the people that are for you, right? It's right, going to turn sure. a lot of people off when you yeah. do that. But it'll also attract the right people. Like, mm -hmm. the people that, like, like that, th those are your people. Yeah, for sure. And not everybody's going to like what, like, where you are on your journey, and that's just fine. Mm -hmm. I think we just have to, like, not personalize that and keep it moving. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about um, submission is another hot word that I hear <laughs> quite a bit. Um, what do you think about, like, what does submission kind of mean to you? Because I, I, you know, in the relationship dating field that I'm in, mm -hmm. it's very difficult for women to hear that word. It's very triggering for a lot of women to yeah. hear men say, you need to submit to me, um, because that's, I'm the leader. Oh. What, what are your thoughts on that? <sighs> it's, it's a little loaded. I mean, for me, I don't think that, um, that submission comes very easily. I'm, I'm not submissive. I'm very, very feisty. I mean, I will choose when to submit if I mm -hmm. like that in that moment. Mm -hmm. um, but just like the flow of things, right? I think there's a time and a place for it. Mm -hmm. um, and as you navigate your relationship and as you navigate your life, you can decide when, when it is that you choose to be softer, when you choose to submit, when you choose to be in that role. Because that's what it is. It's a role. It's, it's a... It's an energetic. It's not. It's not a, a constant. I like that you said energetic. That's a really good way to look at that. I think the way that I look at submission is what does the leadership look like? Because I said a feminine woman needs to be a wise woman, mm -hmm. and a wise woman doesn't just submit to anybody. That's right. Okay. So we need to kind of create a context a around that now. If somebody is, look, if somebody is, is trustworthy, if somebody is loyal to me, if somebody is respectful to me, if somebody is a nurturer and a protector of me and my emotions and my feelings, mm -hmm. I don't think I'd have an issue being in a submissive role because submissive doesn't mean I'm being disrespected either. That's right. Submissive means I'm being listened to. Submission means I'm being respected. Submission means I'm being cared after, just like I'll do the same for my partner. That's right. Yeah. And the way that I hear this being framed back is is not within that role. It's do what I say because I'm the dude. Right. Now, that's not a very healthy view of submission. And, and so just creating more of a narrative around what I think real submission looks like. I actually think, and you can tell me what you think about this. Okay. I actually think most women would prefer to... To have someone guide them? Yeah. Lead? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's just we don't want, like... We don't want the wrong dude doing <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> we just don't want like the wrong dude like doing it. Like, we're not, like, sure. you know, we're not trying to be, like... Men will say that you're just being difficult or you're too independent well, can I trust you? Because if I can't trust mm -hmm. you, then I need to be independent. Yeah, you know, I true. have like these skill sets, guys, they're here for a reason. Right. You know, the independence or the hyper independence that's there because it serves a purpose. And you know what? Like if the conditions don't support it, fine, you need to lay it down. But if the woman needs to survive, 
yeah, let her survive. For sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I will never blindly follow ever i would never oh my god i would never never because i'm the man absolutely not no absolutely not and just because that's the way things have always been like i mean you have to have you know your your character and and the safety and Mm -hmm. the emotional investment you build with women will make her more submissive to you it will make her more receptive to your leadership Mm -hmm. women aren't out here trying to go against men that's Mm -hmm. not what we're out here trying to do you know, if anything, you're getting that because it's self-preservation. And it's just like, I've got to make sure I'm good because I don't really trust this person to look after me. He's talking disrespectful to me. He's cheating on me. Like, yeah. good luck getting her to submit, guys. For sure. But if I had a man that, like, looked me in the eyes and I could feel and sense and, and completely know that when he says, trust me, I got you, okay. <laughs> I feel like most women would be like, okay. Exactly. I'd be, I'd be weak in the knees. Look, Absolutely. Take yeah, it. Exactly. It's like, yours. Yeah. <laughs> Are we dirty talking now? No. <laughs> but also I was going to say, cause, yeah. um, when, when guys, when guys tell you that you have to be submissive, it's like that, that telling me what to do makes me not want to be submissive. Mm-hmm. But if you just kind of like manipulate me into being submissive, <laughs> just be nice, you know? Yeah, well, but I, manipulate <laughs> with integrity. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, not, yeah, like, look, the thing is, is that, you know, um, these alpha fake men, Ugh. I should say. Yeah. Okay. They're real. They're actually like beta bitches. But anyway, um. Like these, these, these men that tell everybody they're alphas aren't okay. Cause I don't know any alpha that ever has to tell somebody they're an alpha. You know why? Because it's commanded. Mm-hmm. It's the energy they're bringing sure. into the room. And guess what? Women know. Yeah. Women know it's not the dude with the hot car with the, with the money that he drops on the table. That, that's not it. You, I mean, you can do that and guess what you're going to get? A bitch that likes money. Okay, <laughs> that's what you're going to get. Okay, you're not going to get the loyal, submissive woman that you want. You're going to get somebody that's going to manipulate you just like you're trying to manipulate her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you reap what you sow. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the same guys that hate on the girls that are gold diggers. I'm like, but oh, you're like, you're manifesting it. Dude, I know. It's like <laughs> yeah. the, what is it, Lana? It's like the guy, they cl- they complain about these single moms, yet they don't want to commit to anybody or wear a condom, <laughs> right? Because it's their, it, their evolutionary psychology. They need to procreate. Right. doesn't make sense, right? Kind of a catch-22. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I, I think I think submission is actually a really beautiful thing. And um, I, I think it is difficult for women to hear that. But I think the reason it's difficult is just because it's been it's been used against them. It's been used as a way to control and manipulate women. Yeah. I've seen this in the church, actually. I talked to a pastor. Oh, my God. I was in church one day. This is a while ago. And a, and the, one of the lines that they use was... Um, you know, wives need to submit to their husbands and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And I don't have a problem doing that, but they're not creating a healthy narrative around that. Husbands also need to be good to their wives. For that's, sure. that's the other part of that verse is, 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 is a caring and a protecting and a loving nature that mm-hmm. creates that kind of duality. And, and that's, that's being left out. Now, what some people will do is they will take this religious verse, they will take that scripture, and they will say, well, here's what the Bible says, and because of that, you need to submit to me. Therefore, be obedient. Don't, don't, don't blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And they use that as a way to maintain power and control over women. And that's when things become really problematic. And then they use scripture to do it. I mean, the Bible was even written by men. 
Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> and um, all the problems in <laughs> in religion in general are, are, are yeah. Do you think God was a woman? 100%. <laughs> what Otherwise, did Ariana Grande say? Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't be creating life you as know, women. How, I mean, and that's another thing with strength. Like, I mean, I feel like God gave us the, the, the child-rearing responsibility because mm-hmm. of our strength. Yeah. Like, I don't know about you ladies, but when any dude in my life has ever been sick. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's you would think yeah. you would think somebody like chopped their hand off like yeah you know but meanwhile I can have COVID <laughs> do a full day of work take care of all the household responsibilities and cook dinner <laughs> yeah know? and give birth yeah and give birth all in the same <laughs> day the same day yeah yeah you know and so it's just like you want to talk about strength that's like an easy day for me yeah <laughs> see, see what I mean like. You know, so like the, these 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 character traits of strength, they're beautiful in yeah. women. And there's the, there's a tenacity and a fierceness with women. There's this uh, protectiveness that women also have, and these are not masculine traits; they are feminine traits. the The trouble is, is that women that haven't healed from their pain. Mm-hmm stay in a state of I've got to take care of myself and don't know how to release and surrender. They just stay in the I'm, I need to protect myself state and they don't know how to flow through and they don't know how to heal. Yeah, well, and I unfortunately, in my experience, the problem with that too is is that even when you are willing to surrender, the, the quality and standard of the men that are showing up are not ready for that. Ooh, tell me about that. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's his name? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just, I just find like, I, I, I'm just newly, newly dating, um, and it's, it's wild. Like it is wild out there. The way that a man can go from, um, I'd love to get to know you more, to, um, oh, I'd love to sleep with you, or like I'm, I'm trying to be like. <laughs> Oh, just say I'm trying to be real PC. Yeah. Like it just goes literally. I had one guy tell me, I'm so glad you're still single. I'd love to take you out. And the next text was like, how long have you been single? And I said, like two and a half years. And then he said, you must have an amazing toy collection. And I was like, how the fuck do you go from? Well, that's a guy that's like, this is part of the hookup culture that I think is really difficult. Like Um, when I, um, I, I've always been in really long-term relationships. And so when I got divorced, it was my first time really dating. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought everybody on a dating website, okay, I went on a dating website. I'm, I'm fully behind it. I went on a dating website and I was like matching with people. And I thought everybody there was looking for love and marriage. <laughs> and then I was just like, what's this shit? Like getting dick pics and stuff like that. And yeah, I was like, wait, wild. I don't understand. Like I don't, I did not know what this was. I didn't know what hookup culture was. I didn't, in my mind, I didn't even really know about casual sex. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I thought that you only, I really thought you only had sex when you were in love with somebody. I didn't think that you really did it for um, pleasure. Enjoyment. Yeah. I just, just, you know, I was just a baby kind of coming out of this. So yeah. I was, I had a lot to learn. Um, but navigating that was really tough. And I, th- I, one of the things that I did see a lot was men immediately sexualizing you. And let me mm-hmm. just say this, guys. That's problematic for women because, and you wonder why women don't smile at you and you wonder why they're guarded and you Rock wonder why they have this protective life. energy. Yeah. You wonder why they have that. It's because you're sending your a picture of your dick when they just said hi. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And they have, you know, and they have to, They and this isn't all men, but I'm saying generally, like, this is why, this is why there's that guard is because women always have this, is he going to hurt me in the back of my mind kind yeah. of thing. And it's not always safe for a woman to just be completely in flow and open and vulnerable, especially when they're getting to know somebody. Like, there is going to be a bit more of a defense. And that doesn't mean that she needs to do some massive inner healing work right. and that she's had, you know, a ton of trauma. That's just wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> You just have to be cautious. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I don't know you. I don't believe in giving people the benefit of the doubt, actually. I don't either. I had another yeah. another guy ask me, um, um, I'd love to go on a hike with you. And I was like, hmm, uh, so how, can we try, like, coffee first? Like, I'm a really hike, not. So I'm stranded yeah. on a mountain with no cell. That's, <laughs> this is where my mind goes. So I'm stranded on a mountain with no, no. cell reception. Yeah. Like, and you with can murder me. With a strange man, yes. 100%. I do not want to end up in someone's basement. No. Like, Absolutely no. Do you guys think guys ever think of things like this? They don't. And then the thing is, at least he came back with a, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, "Hmm, I don't really think I want to go on a hike with a stranger. I mean, I'd like to maybe coffee that sounds see, good see that's a good see I wouldn't shut it down right, right. I would, because guys I don't think no they don't know better they're like oh this I like hiking this would be fun yeah immediately he was like oh I've never been I didn't mean like that I can see what you mean I'm so sorry yeah and I was like okay no problem like it's fine but yeah it's like they have men can walk around with this entitlement of like and no 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 caution like throw caution to the wind like, they're not worried about meeting a stranger and like we have to text 12 of our friends. This yeah. is where I'm going to be. Here's my date. Here's his picture. Here's his address. Share my location. Please. When I'm in the yeah. Uber ride, oh my God, please don't hit on me. I, I'm worried about getting like, yeah. like it's Uber drivers. Oh my God. Every mm, time. My God. Every time. Yeah. I should do it every time. Do they hit on you every time? No. You need to do a whole segment on men who are Uber drivers and you being a female pa- uh, passenger. passenger. You know what happens to me a lot, though, is somehow they always tell me their life story. Yeah, all the time. Every time. Mm-hmm. It's because you're safe, Jamie. I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> this is why I don't safe. smile at people. I'm well, like, please I don't, don't talk either. to me. I think I have, I have a very, like, don't talk to me. Like, when I get in the car, I immediately yeah. look at my phone and I start yeah. sending text messages. And I'll be like, up ahead. You know what you know I mean? What's, like, you know what's so frustrating about that is, like, that gets labeled a bitch. Yeah. yeah. That's what makes me so mad. And it's just like, look, the most... The, the biggest way a woman can open herself up is to smile at somebody. Mm-hmm. Now, that is a beautiful thing, and women should smile. But let me tell you this. If you're not interested in somebody, you really can't afford to smile at them because it opens the door. Yeah. And it creates risk for the woman. And as far as I'm concerned in terms of, like, the labels and people calling me a bitch or whatever and, like, having that sensibility or being worried about it, I don't care. They're inconsequential to my life. The people in my life that know and love me, they know I'm not a bitch. You know what I mean? I know. And so if a complete stranger thinks I'm a bitch for a moment, which is not usually the case because I I tend to be very open and friendly and warm unless I don't feel safe, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so if they do think that, I can't control that. That's their problem. I know. I know. And like it's 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 so I I feel like it's difficult to navigate this to mm-hmm. to be a woman because we do have to constantly think about our safety, mm-hmm. which means that we're not going to be able to really be in our feminine energy. We're not really going to be able to be in that flow and that receiver state, mm-hmm. re- receivership state when we're when we have to be aware of these things. Now, some people will say, "Well, 
you really shouldn't be thinking of those things. Well, I'm sorry. Like, are you a woman? Like, <laughs> do, like, do you know what I have to deal with on a daily basis? No, you don't. You know, there are benefits to being a woman, but but safety is definitely one of the big things that women have to think about all the time. Mm. It's not something that it is not something that ever leaves my mind ever. Mm-hmm. I go to the grocery store. I'm thinking about who's behind me. For sure. I go to the gas station. I'm thinking about who's in it. Like, is it safe? I, I will stay in my car sometimes because I don't want to go in when certain people are there. Like, it's just, that sounds bad, but I think that that's just wisdom and good judgment based on my own personal experiences, mm-hmm. you know? But then too, then too, it's usually the guys that tell you to smile that you should feel Be uncomfortable wary. with. Yeah. Absolutely. If they're telling you to smile, I'm like, Oh, motherfucker. Mm, okay. <laughs> I got to watch my back. I agree. I got to lock my car. <laughs> that was always like the biggest criticism I would get is like, why don't you smile? Why don't you smile? And I was That's just annoying. like, I don't like you. <laughs> I don't like you. Like, it's not personal, but like, it's not personal. But why do I have to go around like this so that you feel comfortable? Right. If I smile at you, does that mean you're going to try to talk to me? Because I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that sounds bitchy, but I've it's literally not. been like, I keep it moving. Like I don't even yeah. say any of that. I just like keep it moving. I am not it's interested. Just preserving just keep it energy. Moving. Yeah. Like if you don't smell, you're just preserving energy. You know, and it's it like on the flip side, it does have to be frustrating for men. It does have to be frustrating for men because usually oh, they're the ones them. usually they're the ones shooting their shot. I'm trying to I'm trying <laughs> to be <laughs> fair. I'm trying to be fair, guys. You know, so Red Pill doesn't completely attack me. Um <laughs> Fuck them. But <laughs> <laughs> Poor them. Um, they, they get their little egos wounded because we don't smile back at them. They do. Yeah, no, they do. They get a no. little butt hurt. They yeah. do. We get drugged and raped. Oh, the, fuck. You know? Wow, clip. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, it's true. It, like, it is It is true. It's a, it is a big risk. You know, they do, like, they do have to assume the the, the approach risk, right? The, the, the rejection, the advances and stuff like that. And I think that they get a little bitter because what I hear them say is, you know, well, women are the gatekeepers of sex. And, you know, I just it, it's it's kind of like saying that implies that you deserve something like like I owe you something yeah, in like, a way. It's the entitlement that I was talking. about. Yeah. Earlier. Like like men feel entitled. Like you I'm going to buy you dinner. So we're going to hook up. No, absolutely not. That, you know, when I was dating, I felt that. It wasn't something a man ever said, but you could feel it. Like when I was dating or courting, there was a point where I just stopped going out on dates because I didn't want anybody investing in me financially because I didn't want to feel like I owed them anything. Yeah. And like there's that implied, well, if she's – and if you're having fun, they will still – they they a lot of men, not all men – yeah. will we'll advance or make an advance at you in, in some way and then you've got to be the one that I'm not ready for that or some women feel like... It must be scaring boys because nobody's like pressuring me. <laughs> 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 I must be. I have, I've not had anyone like make a move. Or... You've never had somebody like make a move? Mm-mm. Maybe you just don't that recognize it. No, like literally no. They didn't try to kiss you, Mm-mm. didn't try to touch you. Mm-mm. Didn't try to hide your car keys. No, I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> no, I don't know. I haven't had that. I mean, not since. Maybe you're just picking a lot better than I did. <laughs> I am. I will say that I, I, especially because I was with someone for so long, I have very, like, particular standards. And I I don't associate with someone that's not going to 
Like, Ooh, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think you're being picky or are you comparing your ex to everybody else that you're dating? No, I'm being picky. In what sense? Because I don't want any of the traits that he had. Mm. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So you're comparing him to your ex. No, not not in that way. Like, I just know that for me, there are certain things that are like green flags and red flags. Right. Yeah. And there's things that I, I want in my life that I want to attract. I want someone that's going to. Um, to be fun, that's going to want to go out, that's going to want to dance with me, that likes cooking, that likes yoga, that likes fitness. You know what I mean? And so if automatically they're like, oh, no, yoga I'm like, okay, well, thanks for playing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Peace out. I think it's good to be very you know? upfront about those things yeah. because, like, you you know what you, – you have a good sense of self. And common interests are so important. Look, fitness is a big part of your yeah. life, and that's something that you really want to be congruent with somebody mm-hmm. on. I know for me that was definitely one of the things that I was like, I need somebody that has this lifestyle because my ex was not like that at right. all. And so I knew for me, I was like, this, this is a must, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's good to be upfront about things like that. And and you just don't entertain things that aren't for you. And then right. you just don't waste time. Like, I'm a big believer that you should talk about religion and politics and all the things on the first date. Well, and intelligence is so important mm-hmm. to me. Like, I like, like having, like, deep spiritual conversations. I like knowing that the person that's going to sit in front of me is not just going to ask me what my fucking favorite color is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like talk to me like I'm a human being and let's see how deep this can go. Um, I had a guy literally at dinner, the first thing he says to me is like, you look like one of those girls that believes in astrology. Oh, bitch. Sorry. What like what is that? I'm, <laughs> I'm like what so is mad. what is that supposed to mean? Though? I know. Well, so the sentence that came out of my mouth directly after was like, "We're not off to a great start here." So. <laughs> you should. You should. No, my God. You know what you should have said? You're a Scorpio, aren't you? That's what you should have said. That's what like, you should have said. We're not off to a great start here. Like we're not off to a great start. And then throughout, and I stayed through the entire dinner. And my girlfriends were like, "You should have just got up and leave." You know, like just leave. Like you didn't have to stay. And I'm like. I was trying to be respectful also of his time too because at least he showed up and he was trying in some capacity to make some form of connection. So I was Mm -hmm. giving him the benefit of the doubt after that comment. But throughout the entire dinner, he was like, you know, condescending and like... What would he say that was condescending? (sighs) So many different things. Like he... he, (laughs) At one point, he was like... um, so I had several meetings with lobbyists. Do you know what a lobbyist is? And I was oh, like, God. oh, my God. No, teach me, master. Teach me. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, tell me. And I'm like, what are you quizzing me? <laughs> I feel like this is what happens on the red pill uh, Yo, interviews what? where they were like, name five countries, I right? Was literally, I was like, he sounds red pill. He's well, so red then pill. he said, he goes, I drive the fastest car on the market. Oh, he's oh. red pill. Wait, and he's Michael Sartain. Like, I looked at him and I was like, oh, yeah. And I was thinking he was going to say something like like a McLaren or like a Lamborghini, Ferrari. And he was like, yeah, I drive a Model S. <laughs> and I was like, the face, the face that I made. I'm so glad you're laughing because the face that I made must have really hurt his feelings. So funny. I, I just looked at him and I was like, uh, a, t- a Tesla. That's hot. A Tesla Model S. And he was like, yeah. It's the fastest car in the market. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not. And also, a Tesla does not impress me. Not in the least. And he was like, have you ever driven a Tesla? And I was like, yeah. 
I feel like he's selling you his car. I and know, not right? Well, he had like I think he had like a side business where he like rented out cars. I don't know, but it was it was god awful. And then he was like, "Well, you know, there's such a huge difference between men and women. And what do you think? Why do you think oh, women he's so red pill?" He was he like, "Totally watches fresh." Yeah. He goes, "Why do you think um, that women uh, believe in all that? You know, astrology mumbo jumbo, oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> and men don't." And I was like. You're not going to like my answer. Oh, what was your answer? Was your answer? And I said, well, because women are more connected to their emotions. <laughs> I said, women can feel things around them and know that there's something bigger than themselves. Yeah. And men can only think one foot in front of them. <laughs> that was a very good. That was a great answer, actually. I love that. Yeah. Mic drop. Needless right. to say, I did not see him again. <laughs> you know, dating, dating uh -huh. is so tough. Like, yeah. um, I think when men lead with their money, it's. Like, I understand why they're doing it, but the like, look, it's important. Like, here's what women care about, guys they care about financial stability and security. Okay. Women that are relationship minded, they do care about that. So, you need to have that together. But, like, if a woman is not going to like ditch you if you don't have a Lamborghini or this or that, mm -hmm. and, and a woman is actually going to build with you that is really into you. So, like, money, I hear so much about you got to have money, 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 money. It's not as important as you think it was. Financial stability is being being a good being good with your money and being able to manage your money is important to a woman. That helps her feel safe. But when she's really into you guys, she's picking you, not your car. Yeah. Okay. If a woman's picking your car, she just wants your money. She's not that into you. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's just because of how old I am or what, or because I was, you know, with my ex for so long. Like at this point in my life, I, I don't even require financial stability in anyone. Like I create that for myself. So what I require is partnership, like real partnership, like be 50, 50 with me on things. Like, you know, obviously I want a man that can take care of himself. Mm -hmm. Right. I want, I want that. But I also want a man that can be like, emotionally invested in but a conversation. But you wouldn't want a guy that's like leeching off of you and draining no, you. No, no, no. Yeah. You do you, I do me. Yeah. You do you, I do me. I will never ask you for anything, ever. Like, and not even with my ex. Like I, to this day, I'm like, I don't, I won't take a cent, you know? Mm -hmm. Why? Um, <laughs> because it's prideful for me. Okay. That situation was very okay. prideful. And I, I just wanted to prove that that I didn't. That you could do it. Mm -hmm. I get that. I do. I get that. I understand where that's um, that's coming from. I. Why? Why do you think that that's like a blow to your ego, though? I mean, there was definitely several things that that were said that um, that he said to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to be real delicate about it. Yeah, no, that's okay. We I'm, can switch gears if you I'm want. respectful. No, no. I mean, I I don't want to switch gears, but for me, the biggest thing is that. Um, when you're told something enough, you might start believing it. Yeah. And I never, ever wanted to feel incapable of not financially taking care of myself again mm -hmm. and putting that in anyone else's hands. Um, so yeah. for me, that that's not a factor in when I have a partner. Like, I want someone that I can, like, hang out with and have great talks and great sex and vacations and, like what he does for a living or what how much money he has none of that matters as as much as how present is he with me emotional connection is i think really crucial and an essential element of a healthy relationship mm -hmm. and women need that for sure like if you really want a woman to be in her feminine energy give her that yeah give her that for sure know? it's it like 
embracing like it's much easier for a woman to like when you provide safety she can be your peace mm-hmm. you know like it, it, it's it's a balance it's it's not um nobody is entitled to anything right from the other person mm-hmm. and with love we have to give people the freedom to choose and the freedom to flow but when a man is truly in his masculine state and a woman is really in her fe- feminine state they 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 increase those qualities in each other and they both grow. Like a man is going to be more masculine around a feminine woman and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really beautiful when you can see those two energies put together. And this is going to ebb and flow. Like they're, like a feminine woman is going to have times where she also appears more masculine, b- depending on the context. And that doesn't mean that she is now a masculine woman. She might need to be... Uh, you know, she might be uh, needing to advocate for, you know, her child at school. Mm-hmm. You know, she might need to be making like a business decision for herself. You know, the, the trick is, is when you can kind of turn that off and reconnect and be back into the flow with your partner. Right. Mm-hmm. Know what, what things help you to shift back into your femininity as well. I think femininity is I think what, what we talk about. We talked about wisdom. Mm-hmm. We talked about being in flow. Um, here's one. Here's one is playfulness. Mm-hmm. Women are fun. Yeah. We're playful. You just don't fuck around and find out. No. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, but I think playfulness is is, is actually a, a really good one. And and here's another one, too. Another uh, another trait that I think is good for uh, femininity is, is being positive because, mm-hmm. you know, there are a lot of women out there that are really great women, um, but they can be very negative and they can be negative in their energy and that you can say the right things, but it doesn't necessarily have the energy to match it. And men pick up on that and mm-hmm. men are really, really, really receptive to that. And I think the last thing that I want to mention about this and feel free to add anything if you can think of anything is femininity isn't about how you dress. No. It's, it's not about how you dress. Like mm-hmm. uh, when I work with, with women on this, um, dressing is, is part of it and help can, it can help you with your energy, mm-hmm. dressing with color and things like that. But um, you can look at, like I've seen some of the most beautiful women all dialed up and, and th- their energy is just like a, a punch in your face. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not very open. It's not very welcoming. It's not very nurturing. And and so men can read that. Men read beyond your looks. Yeah. No, I think so. I do think it's super connected to energetics in terms of, like, who you who you be. Yeah. Right? What do you think? Like, I feel like you're very much in your feminine energy. What do you think, mm-hmm. like, you've done to – I think I said that to you the first time I met you. Really? I think I did. I said something. I was like, oh, you're just so warm and, like, cozy. Something like that, I think. Um, well, I think in, in that setting, especially because I'm caring for others. Yeah. I'm very dialed into my nurturing, like, mother side. You are. Like, you just, you calm my nervous system down so much. Not yeah. that it was, like, super high, but, like, you do have a very, like, strong energy with you. And mm-hmm. I feel like you're, like, one of those people, like, who I met and we just, like, talked right away. It was very natural. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just chit-chatted the whole time. And I felt like I had known you for forever and I just met you. Yeah. I'm also totally naked and you're like, you know <laughs> 
I'm just like, I'm just like yeah, girl, way. rub me down. It's <laughs> like, the best way to be, right? Is naked and open. Totally like vulnerable, you know, and you did you did really good. You know, it was it was a really like positive, positive experience for me. And I think that I'm going to see you again on Tuesday. So nice. I'm so excited. It's been like a few months wait. since I've been. I know. Yeah. I was like, I'm having her on. I need to make an appointment like ASAP. I don't know. I think that the, what connects me most to my femininity is, is authenticity. Mm-hmm. It's just being fully um, myself and being allowed to to feel seen mm-hmm. and accepted. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because I, I do have a lot of, of, I'm Cuban, so I'm spicy. And I have a lot of, like, masculine, like, strong qualities about me. And I do have that fuck around and find out energy, too. Mm-hmm. I like you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but I know I'm I'm also a Gemini, so I guess that motherfucker. Okay, was wrong. I don't like you again. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean female Geminis carry different no. energy. Oh no, no Geminis are the best. It's just like it's really like don't fuck around. Yeah, because then you'll find out. But like I think a thousand. That, that duality is so present in in me just naturally that I can always you know kind of shift from one to the other, mm-hmm. and so you know the light and dark and. That just that comes with Hard really knowing yourself, yeah. right? Being able to kind of harness the energy and, and comes with the wisdom of of being a feminine woman. Mm-hmm. Like a feminine woman isn't green man. She knows her shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, what? being 46 doesn't hurt either. It's a lot oh, you're 46? You're 46? Yes. I thought you were like 36. Yeah. I don't like maybe like Thank 34. You. Holy beautiful, beautiful inside and out. Thank you. Like hands down inside and out. Anybody that meets you, the next guy is going to be a really lucky guy because like we were talking like earlier and you're like, you know, I'm, I'm the wife. You, you fucking are. You are the wife. You're not, you're not the girl that they date. You are the girl that they wife. A hundred percent. Thank you. You know, you have the wifey energy. Mm-hmm. I'm a mean cook too. Oh, are you? Okay. We like you again. (laughs) What's your favorite thing to cook? Um, anything Cuban. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. La paella? Paella's actually from Spain, but I is can it? Make okay, it. shoot. <laughs> I was trying I know manzana, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you do know apple. That's that's it. I was practicing my Spanish earlier and I was like, I don't know what the fuck they're saying, Heidi. I just know manzana. And I was manzana. like, they're saying blah 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 blah. <laughs> no, no, um No the Cuban sandwiches, the ham ones with that cheese. And mm-hmm. well yeah. <gasps> Yeah, you those make are nice. Oh. I can, yeah. Um, I make a mean flan, too. Ooh, that oh, that sounds delicious. It, God. Yeah. You guys, okay. I'm getting really hungry I right know, now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> My stomach's like growling. It said flan. I'm like, Mah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely going to have to go see you after this. No. <laughs> well, guys, um, I think it's time to kind of come to a close. But Heidi, I want to thank you so much um, for coming on the show and being so open and vulnerable. I know the conversation kind of. Uh, hit some soft spots today, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's an important story to share. And I know a lot of people will really appreciate your vulnerability and your strength that you've demonstrated throughout this. So, guys, I hope that this was helpful and you have a different perspective on femininity and masculinity. And um, until next time, catch the pink pill. Thanks so much.